Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Remember that guy, the ark was toppling on that wagon and he reached up to go grab it. God said, don't touch this ark because God's presence was on there. He was not going to come in contact with sinful man. It toppled and the guy went to study it and God took him right there. It doesn't mean God sent him to hell. It just means you can't touch me like in the, form, in the sinful form you are. He had to put him out. Okay. The man may have gone on into eternal life. We don't know. So just because God had to wait for these people to go does not mean he hated them. Notice that they all did not die immediately. God gave them 40 years to live. (laughs) They still got another four decades. That's a lot of time to think about what you did wrong, isn't it? You think there's enough time in 40 years to realize I messed up and I need to get right with God? I think that was the point. God wanted them to have time to come to repentance. God is merciful. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And so now here we are, four decades later, with uh, with Caleb telling the story before Joshua with which tribe? Which tribe came up with him to talk to Joshua? It's the tribe, as it says in Joshua 14.6, the children of Judah. You see that? The children of Judah. Now remember, let's go back again and remember, recall. Moses chose Caleb 45 years ago from the tribe that he led, the tribe of Judah. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Here's the big boom moment. Watch this. Look at Joshua 14.6. I want you to see something. It says, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite. Do you see that? The Kenizzite. Caleb is a Kenizzite, which means what? It means Caleb is not an Israelite. He's a Kenizzite. He's not an Israelite. What is a non-Israelite guy doing getting a piece of the land? Oh, I saw this and I went, wait a minute. Not only that, here's a man who is, the, who is in the tribe of Judah as a leader and he's a Gentile. Caleb is not an Israelite. He's not Jewish. He's a Gentile like me. So we got to think for a minute, what is a genocide? I want to show you the Abrahamic covenant back when God promised to give this land to the Jews. It's in Genesis 15, 18. It says, on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, to your descendants, I have given this land From the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the what? What does it say? The Kenizzites. Oh, look, there's Caleb's people right there. He's in the list of people that's supposed to be condemned. You do see this, don't you? I'm not making this up. Okay, stick with me. (laughs) 
the Kenites, the Kenazites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites. Remember, that curse was on them. The Girgashites and the Jebusites. So the Kenazites are in the list of people to be conquered. Now, we've been through all the conquest chapters of Israel where they were utterly destroying these people. All these people in this list were getting wiped out and killed. God told them to. It was his judgment on them for the curse on them. They were willful sinners. They didn't want God. They wouldn't repent. Okay, judgment's here. It's done. Gave you a lot of time. These are Caleb's own people in this list that God is giving over to Israel. Caleb's own people. So you got to figure, Caleb himself was originally scheduled for judgment, wasn't he? Caleb was originally scheduled for judgment. When Israel came out of Egypt, there were some Gentiles that came out with them. In fact, God gave provision in Exodus 12, 48, that Gentiles can partake of the Passover. The first times I ever went to Passover with the Jews, I felt like I was intruding. I felt like I was in their little party and I really didn't belong until I read where God gave provision that a Gentile like me, yeah, you can take Passover. I was like, all right, I got God's permission. Let's party. And then I had a much better time because I felt a little more at ease. God gave provision for this because he knew Gentiles would be among them. And apparently Caleb was one of them. He saw the original Passover. He saw that judgment go through the land and he went out with them. He with them the whole time. He was with them. And so up here now in Joshua 14, it's time to divide the inheritance by lot except for one guy, Caleb. He's not getting his by lot. He's getting his by promise. It's getting good, isn't it? It's warming up in here. He's getting his by promise. He's claiming his inheritance in Hebron. Show that tribal map. So what's cool that in the next chapter, we'll see that the lot happens to fall on Judah. Yeah, it's right. The, the lot happens to fall on Judah in the upcoming chapter to inherit the exact same area of land that Hebron is in. You can see in the map, Hebron is in the south, in the middle of Judah's territory. And so the tribe of Judah, they get to live in the same, la- uh, they get to live in the same land as their tribal leader, Caleb. They end up in the same place. Who controls the lot? God does. He controls everything, including and especially your life. Don't worry, okay? But now Caleb is telling the story about how God promised Caleb the land where he walked. Because if he didn't, some Israelites might try to say, hey, you're not even an Israelite. You've been a good leader, but who are you to step up and claim anything? We're Israelites, not you. you gotta, we're doing it by lot. Who are you to say, I get this? Caleb Because he's not an Israelite, he has to make his claim without the lot. And he's allowed to do this because Caleb has the promise of God. He has the promise of God. And the Israelites need to recognize his God-given right to claim Hebron. That's why he's telling the story. He's not telling the story for Joshua to remember. Joshua was there. He's telling the story, I think, so the Israelites will become aware. Oh. Yeah, he gets, he's entitled to Hebron. So Caleb says, back now in Joshua 14, verse 7, back in his story, he says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly 
follow the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, 85 years old. (laughs) I love it. Everybody's gone. God had to purge everybody out. There's nobody over 60, 65. And here's Caleb. Here I am, 85. You see how God got me through all this? Because I followed the Lord. I followed the Lord. His judgment passed over me. Here I am, 85. I'm 85 years old, he said. Proof that the Lord has saved me. Friends, I want you to know that Romans 11, 11 says, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Salvation has come to the Gentiles. I'm thankful for that because that's me. <laughs> Originally, back in the day, the Jews said, no, salvation's ours. He's our God. We're waiting for our Messiah. He belongs to us. He's come to take us back. Sorry, Gentiles. Too bad for you. God is not partial like that. Even I get salvation. The Lord has spared me. Joshua 14, 11. He goes on to say, As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Look at Caleb. (laughs) This is an old guy. He's no more scared of these people at 85 than he was at 40. (laughs) And he's like, I'll still go kick their tail. He's saying that. I'll still go get him. What faith this guy has. Look at this guy. You ever see them people? Well, I'm kind of old now. It's time for you young folks to start picking up the pace a little bit. You know, I've had my back injury and my back surgeries and all that. and I still try to keep going. But look at Caleb. He's 85. He's still doing the hard stuff. I'll go, I'll go get him. He knows his promise. Joshua 14, 13. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kirjath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. So Caleb had wholly followed God, followed the Lord after all these decades, 45 years or more. And now his reward is here. All this time, now his reward is here. Friends, I want to encourage you again. Don't get impatient. Stay faithful to God however long it takes. Because the Lord Jesus is coming. And when he comes, he's bringing his reward with him. Just be patient. A little while longer. Stay faithful. And so Caleb receives Abram. Hebron ends up becoming a refuge city in Israel. And refuge cities were spread all around Israel, as you can see there. If by, the reason for it is, if by accident, let's say, you unintentionally cause someone death or an injury, you're out working, something happens, somebody gets hurt, and somebody looks to seek revenge on you, so you hurt my brother or he died because of something you did, you didn't intentionally do it, you could escape to any one of these cities of refuge. 
And so Caleb's inheritance, the Gentile who is grafted in, y'all get in the picture? This Gentile who is grafted in to the Israelite people, his inheritance of Hebron became a place of refuge. Psalm 62.7 And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. It's good to be a Gentile, isn't it? It's good to be a Jew. It's good to be either. Christ came and died for both. To the Jew first and then the Gentile. And what tribe did Caleb lead? Judah. The tribe of Judah. And what is so significant about the tribe of Judah? (laughs) Revelation 5 and 5. Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed. That's good. That's good news. My Messiah, Jesus, is from the tribe of Judah. So consider this. How could a Gentile like Caleb who was originally scheduled for destruction, ever get access to the same promises and blessings that God established with Israel. Now, this is a big concern for me because I'm a Gentile myself. How can I, a Gentile, get access to the same promises and blessings that God established with Israel? It's written in Ephesians 2.11. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That is how I, a Gentile, who was scheduled for destruction, can now get access through Israel, through the blood of Christ, the tribe of Judah, to the same blessings and promises that God established with the Israelites. Isn't that good? That's how a Gentile gets in there. (laughs) It says you were far off. You're so far away. How do you have any access to this? Well, the blood of Christ did it, man. Praise God. I told you this was going to be good. This is good. Caleb is a Gentile, and he devoted his life to the God of Israel, and so he was saved from destruction. Now, by faith, he was grafted into Israel, specifically into Judah, the tribe of the Savior, who has saved this Gentile, because like Caleb, I have given myself to following the Lord. That's a picture of us and Caleb. I was far off, but now I'm near by the blood of Christ. And so, even though I'm not an Israelite, I get to claim an inheritance. They could, oh, Caleb, we're doing this by lot. We're Israelites. You know, where are you in this? You're not even doing it by lot. I get inheritance by promise. 1 Peter 1.4, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. There's your inheritance, and you're entitled to claim it. (laughs) I told you, this was good. This is good. So consider this. I have gone over and seen 
I have gone to spy out, so to speak. I have seen, and now I'm here to give you a good report. Do not listen to the unfaithful reports of the majority. Don't travel all the way through the journey of your life, having God's protection and guidance on you, just like Israel did, only to be shot down by doubters, because there's plenty of them. Don't let them get to you. Be like Caleb and dare to be that one person who says, let us go up at once, for in the Lord we can overcome. And just like Caleb, when he said, here I stand at 85 years old, I'm still here. Look at this, God let me live. That was his testimony, that was his proof. God also will give you a testimony that proves the gospel you're proclaiming. Proof that you have been saved by God. If anyone ever challenges your right to claim salvation, you tell them like Caleb did, and you say, but I have a written promise of God. Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, say it with me, you will be saved. Not might be, will be. There's your written promise. Anybody ever challenges your claim to inheritance, you show them what God promised you like Caleb's doing. Praise God. You're not worthless. You're priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Aren't you glad that he extended so far, even as far out to us Gentiles? Way out there. He came and died even for us. Praise God. We're going to do communion. If you guys want to start uh, passing that out, because we're going to, we do communion to remember what Christ did for us. It was no small chore getting us distant Gentiles in to the same blessings of Israel. That God made that covenant with Israel and says, I, I'm giving you all these things. He included you. To get there, you have to get there through the blood of Christ. And we're going to take communion to remember that. Jesus asked us, remember me through this. Now, Paul had written about the proper observance of communion. He was dealing with a divided church. And he said, there's ways to take communion. There's a proper way to do it. And there's a way not to do it. The church was doing it out of harmony. They weren't doing it, doing it together. They were divided. And it was causing more harm than good. The church should never be divided in the remembrance of what Christ did for us on the cross. Remembering what Christ did for us is intended to be expressed in unity together. Regardless of our differences, Jew or Gentile, whichever, Republican, Democrat, whatever you are, I don't care. Right now, we're one in the body of Christ. In Paul's day, the church was coming together and getting drunk off the communion wine. Some people that considered themselves better than others were saying, I'm first, jumping in line ahead of the poor to do communion before those they considered inferior to them. They were misbehaving in their conduct in regards to the Lord Christ. Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 11 and 27, he says, Whoever eats the bread and drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner is guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And if that concerns you, because if you have a sin issue in your life that you know you have to deal with, Paul gives us this in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. He says this, he says, but let a man examine himself. So examine yourself now. 
What is the Lord dealing with you on that is sinful that you know you need to stop and get away from? Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. If you have a, a problem with sin in your life, examine yourself, and you have permission to take this. This is important. Unity. Take it with people who want to get right with their Lord, right with their God. Look what it did for Caleb. Look what it did for the guys that wouldn't trust God. This is to be done in unity with the church together. In Luke 22 and 14, it says, When the hour had come, Jesus sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's do this to remember what the Lord did. For Jew and Gentile alike, He came to die to give us salvation. Likewise, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Covenants are instituted by blood. Why, Ray? Because we sinned. Blood is life. Sin is death. You have to wash life over death to get rid of it. It took blood. This represents the new covenant. Christ spilled all His blood. He gave everything He had so that you could have a right to claim your inheritance. Father God, thank You so much for this Word. Thank You, Lord God, for Caleb. You let a Gentile come in to the Israelites, you let Gentiles graft in with the Jews, even in places of leadership, in the tribe of Judah, where the Savior would come from. And you saved him from destruction that he was supposed to get. And you gave him entitlement to inheritance. Lord, I have, I'm entitled to inheritance, a Gentile, through Israel, through Judah, through the Messiah, through the blood of Christ. The destruction I was scheduled to receive passes over me, and now here I stand. Thank you, God, so much. Lord, I ask that everybody consider these things they've heard today. Let it work deep, deep, deep into their center, into their inner man, that they will walk and fully and wholly follow you. Thank you, Lord God, for coming and saving a messed up group of people like us that didn't deserve it, who shook our fist in your face. You loved us anyway. And while the nails were being driven in, you said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I can't thank you enough except but and to serve you with the best I got. Lord, give that to all everyone in here that we will leave here. We will go out and serve with the best we got. We will show people, here I stand, proof I've been saved. We will not listen to the negative reports of the majority. We will be the one that tells them the good report, the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Thank you. I look forward to my reward. However long it takes to get there. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.